in the New Testament. May 21st, John 11, verse 55, through chapter 12, verse 19. It was now almost time for the celebration of Passover, and many people from the country arrived in Jerusalem several days early so they could go through the cleansing ceremony before the Passover began. They wanted to see Jesus, and as they talked in the temple, they asked each other, What do you think? Will he come for the Passover? Meanwhile, the leading priests and Pharisees had publicly announced that anyone seeing Jesus must report him immediately so they could arrest him. Six days before the Passover ceremonies began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a twelve-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who would betray him, said, That perfume was worth a small fortune. It should have been sold, and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief who was in charge of the disciples' funds, and he often took some for his own use. Jesus replied, Leave her alone. She did it in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but I will not be here with you much longer. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priests decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A huge crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, Praise God! Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hail to the King of Israel! Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, Don't be afraid, people of Israel. Look, your king is coming sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't realize at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered that these scriptures had come true before their eyes. Those in the crowd who had seen Jesus call Lazarus back to life were telling others about it. That was the main reason so many went out to meet him, because they had heard about this mighty miracle. Then the Pharisees said to each other, We've lost. Look! The whole world has gone after him. Today, we're reading in Psalm 118, verses 1 through 18. The Jewish people sing Psalms 113 to 118 at Passover, so this is one of the songs that Jesus sang before he went to the garden to pray. If you knew you were going to be executed unjustly, would you be able to sing praises to the Lord? Well, this is also a messianic psalm that we'll be reading here. The crowds shouted verses uh, 25 through 26 as Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And Jesus quoted verses 22 and 23 in his debate with the religious leaders. But it's also a song of praise, thanking God for deliverance from a difficult situation. 
the name of the Lord and the hand of the Lord can give you victory when you need it. When you're hemmed in by the enemy, cry out to God and he will put you into a, a broad place with no restriction. He will open the gates for you and give you some new freedom. So claim verse 24 for every day that you live. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Israel sang those words when they were delivered from the Egyptian army at the Red Sea. They will sing those words again when God gathers them from the nations and restores them to their land. And it's a song you may sing today by faith. In the book of Job, you know the story there. Job cries out in, in understandable pain, and he begins to demand of God an explanation for what is unfolding. Essentially asking God to explain, why is this happening to me? How is it that you're working through this? And he demands that the Lord of all creation explain himself. God begins to respond to Job in chapter 38. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm. And he said, Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While all the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. God didn't show up to explain himself. God shows up and begins to pepper Job with questions. He's been listening to it for 37 chapters, and now he turns around and asks you himself for 129 verses. God just throws out question after question after question of things that Job could not possibly understand. But all of these questions that God is raising to Job in those chapters point to a single truth. God revealed through Isaiah this truth long ago when he said, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Remember how the book of Job ends? Not, not the epilogue where he gets everything back. But before that, God appears to Job in the storm. Job has been challenging God for 37 chapters. And God appears to him in the storm, and then God turns the tables on him, and he begins to say, well, where were you when this happened? And can you explain this, and can you understand that? But at the end of the day, God never answered Job's question. Why is this happening to me? Job died never having known why. I love how Job responds. It takes him a while, but he eventually gets there. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see It is so easy to be content knowing about God knowing what people have said about God and definitions about God and theology about God and doctrine and all of these explanations which have their place and have value. But if we are satisfied knowing about God instead of walking with God, then we will be disappointed because we need that closeness of relationship with Him. 
Don't be content just hearing about God with the ear. See him with your heart. Don't just try to ask and understand questions with your mind. Walk by faith. And then you begin to see. This is the truth for all who have placed their faith in Christ and walk in him in obedience. That you never walk alone. That is Mysterium Tremendum. Psalm 118, verses 1 through 18. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let the congregation of Israel repeat, His faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat, His faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, His faithful love endures forever. In my distress... I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and rescued me. The Lord is for me, so I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in people. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Though hostile nations surround me, I destroyed them all in the name of the Lord. Yes, they surrounded and attacked me, but I destroyed them all in the name of the Lord. They swarmed around me like bees. They blazed against me like a roaring flame, but I destroyed them all in the name of the Lord. You did your best to kill me, O my enemy, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. I will not die, but I will live to tell what the Lord has done. The Lord has punished me severely, but He has not handed me over to death. Proverbs 15, verses 24 through 26. The path of the wise leads to life above. They leave the grave behind. The Lord destroys the house of the proud, but He protects the property of widows. The Lord despises the thoughts of the wicked, but He delights in pure words. <laughs> 